When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I am so thankful that you're here with me today. Whether you're new to your soul recovery journey, new to the community, or whether you're coming back and continue to show up, continue to do your work, I am so, so glad that you are here. I value each and every one of you, and it is amazing to be watching this community grow, to watching the number of people that are listening, the responses that I get by email. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't subscribed or followed whatever platform you listen to it from, do that because that helps the algorithms. It helps the search engines to continue to offer this to other people who could also use soul recovery. For those of you that have written reviews, some of the reviews have brought me to tears just knowing that this is touching people's lives in the ways that it has. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate that. If you haven't written a review, it really, again, is helpful for people to to find this community, to find soul recovery. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that and supporting me in that way. I also just want to do a little thank you to all of the people who are subscribing by the Apple Podcasts and Patreon members who are getting that extra bonus episode each week on Fridays. Every little bit, every donation that people make just going straight to the website and donating to say thank you for this spiritual food, all of that is growing this ability for me to do this work full time. So thank you so much, everybody, for all of that. So what are we going to talk about in this episode? 
there's been a lot swimming around in my head and I've had a hard time deciding what I wanted to talk about for you this week. And what I've come back to again and again is about the spiritual gifts of seasons of change. And seasons of change is another way to talk about impermanence. And I want to talk about change specifically because it's a big piece of what's going on for me right now and that's in my life. And you know that Recover Your Soul, this podcast is really a reflection of what's happening with me in my life and my recovery and my journey and the hope that it can provide each of you with some little story, some little nugget, some little tool, some knowing that you are not alone that we are in this together, together we can do the work that will recover your soul, that we are in this human experience together, just trying to find and make peace. And so in this time of fall, it always blows my mind that we're in summer, and then all of a sudden September hits and boom, we're in fall. And you go to the store and everything is fall and Halloween is out. And I even went to Costco yesterday and it was Christmas trees. And somehow in it, I'm shocked. Somehow in it, there's this piece where I'm kind of jolted at the change. And what I also recognize in myself is that that is a reflection sometimes of how resistant I've been to change, how resistant I've been to opening up to the fact that, as the Buddhists say, impermanence is one of the only things that we can count on, that nothing is ever the same. And I heard Thich Nhat Hanh tell a story in the book that I'm listening to right now about when you look at each of us, we are constantly changing. Our cells are dying and growing and changing Every single second, we are regenerating and dying. And they say that every seven years, actually, we are completely anew, that each one of our old cells has now gone and regenerated anew, which is an amazing thought just to think about how if we use positive thought, if we use spirituality, that we could be providing our body with the absolute best energy that we could give it for it to be producing those cells at its highest level. So that's a whole other aside. But this concept that we are always changing, we are never the same. And then he talked about how if you look at a river, that the water is always rushing, that even if you as a person were to step into your favorite swimming hole, you were never swimming in the exact same water. You are always swimming in new and different water. And that the river is never accepting the exact same human because we too have changed, that our cell structure has changed, that we are never the same. And I loved that story because it reflects in our lives what's going on with us and that there is this incredible change that's happening in our lives, this impermanence, and yet it can be very uncomfortable. It can be very difficult to be in this place of transition. It can be difficult to not feel like it's always going to be the way that it was It can be difficult to let go of what we think we wanted. All of these aspects of our lives that change is hard. Change is hard. 
And when I think of what's going on with me, there's something major happening inside of me that continues to happen. And right now, I think that I'm having a lot of grief. And I find myself in this place where I'm doing my spiritual practice. I'm waking up. I'm mostly, I'm going to be totally honest and realize as I'm calling out this truth about myself, I am not as diligent as I was about it before because I've been kind of caught up in life stuff. And so this probably has something to do with part of this unease that I'm going through right now. But I wake up in general and I do a little bit of time in bed. So I stay in bed and know that I'm in between sleep and awake. And I very consciously try to remember any dreams that I need to remember. Try to ask spirit if there's something I'm supposed to learn from that subconscious time that I spent in my dreams. And I always try to have an intention or a prayer before I get out of bed. Sometimes I'll do the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and do with me as you will. Relieve me of my bondage of self. Take away my difficulties so that victory over them can bear witness to those I would help with your power and your love and your way of life. Sometimes I'll just set an attention for the day. Lead me where you need me, spirit. I am here to do your work. I'm here to grow. I'm here to listen. I'm here to learn. Sometimes I'll just set a intention if I have a lot of things to do, if I have a lot of coaching clients that day, and really setting an intention. Spirit, let me be a beacon of light. Let me be a conduit to the wisdom of higher power. I am here to be of service. And maybe I'll just set an intention of, I want to have fun today. I'm going to relax. I'm going to make sure that I'm not overworking, overdoing, overthinking. And then I swing my feet out of bed and go upstairs and I am lucky, lucky, lucky. Every morning, Rich wakes up and makes a latte for us. And so either a latte is waiting for me at the coffee counter or sitting on the table in our living room. And in general, my regular practice, if everything is going the way that I want it to, would include meditation time, some journaling and some reading of some spiritual nourishment in preparation for my day before I get ready to go out into the day. And then when I'm showering and dressing, and if anybody has sessions with me, they know I'm I'm a big makeup girl. I love makeup. I've always loved makeup. So got to put my makeup on in the morning. And um, I listen to books on tape. I listen to spiritual nourishment. I'll listen to YouTube videos of spiritual teachers. I really try to use that time in the morning to set my intention and fill myself up. And then when I do that well, then I feel like I have settled myself. I've taken my ego, all the busy, heavy work that needs to be done, and I've set it aside and I've put my soul self first. And then I have the energy and the strength and the ability to be patient in whatever happens in my day. And then I think that when I'm in the flow and things are going well for me spiritually, and I'm not in this attachment, and I'm allowing impermanence Something really beautiful can happen where there's just this one thing leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing. I have all these stories recently about timing that I just 
am asking kind of for the guidance of the time instead of clinching tightly to time. And everything just seems to work out. And I end up running to people that I haven't seen for a while or having time to talk or making it in just the right amount of time. It's this real beautiful opening. Now, my discomfort, I think, is coming in that that flow feels so good to me. And just like in recovery, when you quit drinking or you quit using, there's this period of time where your body is just so glad to be rid of the toxin that has been destroying you for so long. And then you pass what they call the pink cloud timetable of it, and life comes back at you. And that's the place where our spiritual practice really has to sink in. Well, for me, this change that's happening is this dedication that I'm making to forgiveness, to completely letting go of all guilt and shame and resentments and grievances and attack that I have had in my life for any purpose. And this part of me really is experiencing a relief and a sense of calm and peace and incredible love from this experience. And there's this other part of me, which I think is our human ego self, that is kind of like my addict was when I first quit drinking, that it's screaming at me. And it doesn't understand why it's not in control. And it's resistant to the change. And it wants to control and it wants to know and it wants to demand that things are the way that I would like them to be. But this new part of me doesn't actually have a preference a good part of the time, which can be pretty funny to stop having a preference when you were pretty opinionated. So it's this little internal battle that's going on with me. And it has a lot to do with what I think about, like the seasons of life, the seasons that we have in the summer and the fall and the winter and the spring. And we have these seasons of life in ourselves as well. And not only am I having this transformation from quitting drinking alcohol four and a half years ago, letting go of control, probably about four years ago is when I really started avidly doing that and doing this spiritual practice and really digging into this new way of thinking, new way of being, really handing it over to higher power, putting my life in the hands of higher power as much as I can. This has been such a transformation, but I'm also in the place where my family has changed. That since the pandemic, my kids moved away. And so I have the empty nest and I did that dog experiment because I felt like I needed to love something and care for something and realized I'm actually in a place where I'm not supposed to be caregiving or being a peacemaker or being a pleaser for anyone at this time in my life. And I think that there's a part of me that is resistant to that. It's kind of like the addict, right? That's yelling and screaming and like, hey, why can't, why aren't you going to please somebody? What, what are you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be doing something for somebody else. And yes, I'm doing something for you guys all the time. 
every single thing that I do is first and foremost for my own spiritual growth and connection and healing. And secondly, is to be some sort of beacon of light, some sort of conduit, some sort of help to you that if I can do this, you can do this, that we are in this together, that you are not alone. And so what I think about is that this transformation of the chaos of raising kids, and I work with some of you or talk to some of you, and you're in the place where you have kids, and it is chaotic at its best and incredibly painful at its worst. And some of you are still dealing with really active addicts, and that is incredibly difficult. But here we are talking about change and impermanence. And the reminder that when we hold on so tightly to things, even things right now that are really hard, that we're not allowing spirit to come in to that space and create healing because we are grasping and clinging on to this belief that it needs to look a certain way, that it that it has to be something for them, for us, that we're afraid, that we're worried, that we have all this stuff that we've brought with us from the past that is an example of why things don't work out or our fears and our hurts from our own childhood we're projecting onto any situation. And so this impermanence, this major teaching of impermanence. It says nothing is ever the same from one minute to the next. If we can open to that, if we can allow for that, if we can actually give ourselves space in that and not in a throw your hands up, I don't care way. Like I can't do anything about it anyway. It's completely different than that. It's a, a trusting, it's an opening, it's an allowing It's a being okay with the fact that it's not going to be the same, that maybe if there was something wonderful and you're trying to hold on desperately to what that relationship was like or having kids that were a certain way or the relationship that you had with those kids or with your siblings or with your partner or your friends, that it changes. If we can let go and just be present in the season of change, that there is a change in seasons and allow whatever the next thing to happen and be our best selves, be our whole fullest selves, be present in every situation with as much light and love and kindness and compassion that we can be releasing guilt, releasing the need to be right, releasing the belief that we are separate from each of these people I believe in the metaphysics and the spirituality of the fact that we are all one, that we are the ocean, and we come in as a little droplet of water, but we are the ocean. We are all interconnected. So when we allow for that change to think that we're more in the flow, like the ocean waves that are wild and crazy or are calm and settled, that that's change, that it always is changing, that our lives are always changing. 
So these little demons, these little parts of me that are coming up and my addict comes up sometimes and is like, oh, don't you want to go to the ice cream store? Don't you want to go get some sugar to fill that empty void that you feel right now? Man, I was at the grocery store the other day and just, you know, getting some vegetables and right there is all the beers and everything in the cooler. And I thought, if I didn't have the strength that I have and all of the tools that I have, it'd be so easy in a moment of despair to turn and buy a six pack of something and ruin all of it, to just throw it all away. But luckily, I have the strength to not do that. And most of the time, I don't go to the ice cream store and buy a big sundae. I sit in it for a minute and I think, wow, what's going on with you? What is in there that you're trying to fill with something? Generally, it's those judgy voices, those icky parts of us that aren't in union with our higher power. They're not in union with love. They're resistant to change. They want it to be the same. They want it to be like it was, or they want to make it a new way that's going to be better. They want control. And when I'm in that place, there's nothing but discomfort. You can't stand in the middle of a huge rainstorm and demand that it stop. You just have to wait for the rain to settle. You just have to know that there's always going to be a break that the weather is always changing just as our lives are, that we have storms and bright sunny days and we have hurricanes and we have snow. And without the winter, the places where there's winter, without the seasons, it can't all work. It can't possibly all work. And the places, even where it is warm all the time, there is still a season. There's still a way that the trees work or the flowers bloom there's still a cycle. So I'm in this cycle of my life that is about transition, transitioning away from a family, transitioning into my later years, transitioning out of being in fear and anger, transitioning out of being in control and in addiction. And so there's going to be days that are hard. There's going to be days that I'm in the storm. But I can choose every moment and every day what I'm going to think and feel and believe because I know that that's what will happen in my life. Every day I get to make that choice. And so some days, even if it's a hard day, I just give myself some grace. And I've been pretty good at that lately of not pushing and not thinking, oh, well, you should be doing something more I don't know, productive. And I just say, what is it that my heart wants to do right now? And sometimes it's just reading. Sometimes it's doing nothing. I mean, seriously, sometimes I just wonder how I could have spent two or three hours basically doing nothing. But that's what I needed in that moment. I wasn't even meditating. I was just puttering around, you know, just kind of cleaning up or just finding the mundane And giving myself space in that, in the ordinary. And in a way, that is a meditation because you're just present and allowing myself to get through this season of change. 
one of the other things that's happening to me that I think is interesting is when I first stopped drinking, there was this whole period of time where feelings were complicated. And so for those of you that aren't alcoholics like I was, maybe it's the obsession with somebody else. Maybe it's the need to please somebody else, to be present for somebody else. That's, that is its own addiction, right? When we think about somebody all the time and we're trying to do something for somebody all the time and fix them. So when I stopped drinking or when you stop controlling, you don't know how to feel because you've been run by this addiction for so long. It lifts you up. It brings you down. It's the reward. It's, you know, the dopamine kick. And then part of the reason why we're doing these behaviors is because we're trying to push down any discomfort that we're feeling. And so this whole idea of feeling in the first place is pretty intense. And so slowly, slowly over these four years, I'm, I'm learning to feel and I'm also learning to release old feelings, old stuff that's trapped in there in my body. And so I think that this moment, this change in my life, this season moving out of one season and into the next, just to give myself grace and allow those feelings. And I get teary a lot just for no reason. And that's okay. That's part of what's going on with me. My heart is continuing to just to open and I'm more and more compassionate to everybody around me, feeling more peace, more connection, more awareness that we are all one, that no one is my enemy, no one is my aggressor, that I can choose every single time that someone says something that's hurtful to me. I'm going to choose whether I decide that that is something that I'm going to let hurt me. I'm going to try to listen to what they're actually trying to say. I'm going to try to feel that human being for what they're going through. I'm going to make decisions for myself that are healthy for myself. So the season of change, the impermanence, the allowing for the fact that our cells are constantly changing, that the ocean is constantly changing, the seasons are constantly changing, the river that is our life is constantly changing. Allowing yourself grace to just be in the flow and release and be in the hands of higher power Release your life over to the hands of higher power, letting go of the need to grip and grasp, letting those parts of us that come up and are intense and demanding and want to drag you into old behaviors, just notice them. Just be gentle with them too and let them know that you're not going to let that be what controls you anymore. Fear does not control you anymore. Anger is not going to control you anymore sadness, depression, that you were choosing the light. And when we choose the light, we're open to change. And when we accept impermanence, then we quit fighting what's actually happening in our lives and can just be present in whatever it is, knowing that we're held by higher power and higher power will get us to the other side and teach us and hold us and surround us with love. Until next time. Namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change 
and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.